Dear Devil, what Liam wants for Christmas. I get confused with me Santa Claus and me Satan Claus, Chris. Oh. I say, if a devil you're supposed to write to for presents, isn't it? Um, it depends what you're after. Nothing good. Then probably, yes, it's probably better that you'd message him rather than Santa. Santa. Okay, right. Santa Claus is the old geezer that takes things away, isn't it? Yeah, he's the paedophile in the red suit. Paedophile in the red suit. Yeah, they always said to be aware of him. Stay away from him. In all seriousness, we are talking about uh, writing letters today. We're talking about writing letter specifically. Um, Dear Devil. Dear Devil is the name of this. It's actually a possessed nun's letter from the devil. So she wrote it, presumably, um, as some kind of, uh, under some sort of possession. This is some sort of channeled writing type stuff, which this episode was requested by one of our patrons, the Spirit Master, who was talking a little bit about this strange letter i think it's not too dissimilar from the voynich manuscript if you remember the yes voynich manuscript where they have very pretty they're all like it's pretty but mysterious and that's always good for national geographic to make a documentary about a document that is pretty and mysterious isn't it oh we cannot tell you what it, it says but it's probably bastardized hebrew is normally what they come out with <laughs> pretty much pretty much so a little bit of backstory for everyone that's listening. There's this nun, Sister Maria, in a convent somewhere a couple of hundred years ago, right? 300 odd years ago, I believe it was. But don't quote me on that. Um, stigmata, she... stigmata. No, no, this isn't a stigmata. <laughs> you keep your stigmatas to yourself. <laughs> but, She's in the convent, everything's hunky-dory, it's all fine, probably a little bit of scissoring going on, but just keep that between the girls, right? So she starts acting out, Chris. Now, I know that, uh, you know, some children are known to act out, teenagers are known to act out. Does one expect a seasoned nun to act out? Well, no, I think that's why they've got Mother Superior, isn't it? To give them a good spanking. <laughs> yes. Anyone that's gone to Catholic school should know. <laughs> Mother Superior takes a no messing. <laughs> right, so. Anyway, Sister Maria, everything's fine. But then all of a sudden, what starts to happen during prayer time, not too dissimilar from reading time at school, actually. I had this guy called Luke. Luke. Well, we called him Luke Dumpster. Luke Dumpster, his name was. And uh, he used to act out. He was one of the problem children, Chris. You know, the problem okay. children, the naughty ones that come from a rough home or that sort, you know. Need to oh. be the centre of attention, need to act out. During reading time, he'd just start playing up and screaming and bullying and such. Sister Maria wasn't a bullying, but she was doing the attention-seeking by the seams of it. She was during prayer time, when she was at the altar, she would go <laughs> and start flailing about on the floor and passing out. Whether she was and did have a medical condition, 
or whether she was just fuck this shit there needs to be some action going on here because it's the same old same old day in day out right i don't know we'll never truly know chris she might have been bored had a medical condition was just fucking crazy or was just troublesome uh a little oik that wanted to, to cause all sorts of trouble and you know the best way to cause trouble in a monastery or a nunnery is of course to bring the old devil into it all <laughs> so sister maria would end up being a bit of troublesome you know she would be acting out there was one time in confession have you ever had done confession chris have you done a confession no. You've never no. confessed nothing. No, don't confess nothing. Not even in a closet or a cupboard. No, I'm not spending know, any time in a closet with a with a priest. I don't think so. If you're ever to do proper confession, you need to do it in a cupboard. No, oh, okay. They might they might get ideas above their station. I'm not sure it's a good thing. <laughs> right. Okay. So she was in confession with the priest, right? And she was a confessing, but all of a sudden she changed. She started swearing and be really rather rude. Most unnun like. <laughs> and then afterwards, when she came out of the closet, not as a lesbian, like back in the day, came out of the closet, she walked out and she was like, Oh, did I call you a CNT? C-U-N-T? I'm very sorry that was not me. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Wiping the ectoplasm off. Yeah. <laughs> The, if in doubt, uh, blame the devil. Father, whatever the priest said, I believe it was the devil came over you. <laughs> nope. I'm paraphrasing you. I don't know what exactly what happened because I was not there. But basically, there was an incident where she was really rather rude during confession in a, some sort of confession closet, right? And then blamed it on the devil. Okay. <laughs> Which is interesting because we are talking about Christianity and we all know Christianity is but just one woman's lie about an affair that went really, really too far. <laughs> but there we go. So she ends up, I do believe she might have been confined to her room, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm just going by Catholics. Or <laughs> See, I don't get that because surely if he's be if the devil's been sneaking into her, you don't leave her on her own. Do you? Surely you'd put her on night watch. Maybe. I don't know. I would imagine they were all shitting bricks because they were worried that the devil's there. The wolf amongst the sheep, you know? Oh, amongst okay. the fog. So, Sister Maria, either is getting even more possessed at this point, or she's thinking, can't believe I'm getting away with this. I am at this much shits and giggles for fucking decades. And decides to escalate things. So either she is possessed or <laughs> she just mental schizophrenia or something. And uh or she's a she's a fake and stuff. She thinks, well, I've been doing nothing but studying Arabic, Greek, you know, Latin and such. That's all I do is study dead languages, right? I might as well put this knowledge to good use. <laughs> is there much way in which I can put that into good use? Well, fuck me now. I know what I'll do. I will compose a letter from the devil using my, for the time, somewhat decent knowledge of Arabic, Greek, runic alphabets and Latin. Okay. So she either decides she's going to compose a letter from the devil, 
using her linguistic skills or or okay or she is genuinely possessed by the devil or some demon or spirit or something and it decides to use her hand to write the letter so it may be channeled work or on top of that she could just be crazy we've met crazy people aren't we chris they do crazy things <laughs> illogical things some would say that that would be the go-to i think that personally if crazy people are illogical, I think the most logical thing to do if you are in a convent for years is probably to fake a letter from the devil. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> but anyway, so she ends up writing this letter, right? No one can translate it. It's all got crazy, like, hieroglyphic type weirdo text, but she claims it from the devil. She claims the devil's kind of basically controlling her hands and stuff like that right um so anyway there's a little bit of a hoo-ha i'm not entirely sure what happens to sister maria in the end but the the whole possessed nun's letter from the devil becomes somewhat famous and people attempt to translate it and such okay so before i tell you what happens next what's your thoughts on this chris where do you lie do you think she's crazy do you think it's the devil or do you think she's Having a laugh. Proper ruffle. Is that what they call it? Roll on the floor laughing ruffle? <laughs> ruffle. Ruffling. She might be ruffling. I think the likely to is either she's ruffling or it's possession. Okay. But of what but of what I'm interested to find out. The reason the reason I say that is more the fact that I think the chances of it being an elaborate ruse because as crazy just seems less likely than I'm making it up. Right. So you think that you think she's either possessed or making it up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You don't think she's crazy. You don't, don't think, think she's, she's got crazy. schizophrenia or something like that. I don't know no. if we're allowed to call people with schizophrenia crazy or not or not anymore, but most people would say that that's cray-cray, isn't it? It's not the only cray-cray, but... Um... No, but that is what people have suggested that it is, because you're hearing voices from, from the devil and demons and such, so they go to Eventually. stereotypical schizophrenia. Maybe. Um, but yeah, the... Uh... I don't think it's likely because I don't know. I think if if she was just straightforward cray cray, she wouldn't have got into um got into the nunnery or the convent because in those days she'd have already gone to a psych ward long before she was cray cray. Um, did they have psychology three hundred years ago, or did they yeah. just have like Freud and shit? No, they, they had to... most of the back in the day. I mean, they did used to lobotomize people and stuff like that. And I've spoken yeah. to a number of psychologists, and they say they weren't actually practicing proper psychology. You see, nowadays this is it's... there's no such there's no such thing as proper psychology. It's all made up as they go along, isn't it? <laughs> you mean it's a pseudoscience, <laughs> or a science is just something that gets better with age? Maybe like wine. Maybe. I'm just no. thinking they've bottled it wrong if if this is supposed to be a fine wine. Let's not go any further. We need to tackle this one, right? 
so if physics ages like wine it gets more mature yeah are you saying that psychology ages more like milk and it's just getting worse or are you just saying it's just like a cheap shit wine or an alka pop or something like that yeah it's really <laughs> are you saying that psychology is getting worse or are you saying it's just staying somewhat shit or are you saying it is getting better but just you know the rate of getting better is just not very not very good what are you saying chris because we've got a lot of psychotherapists psychologists counselors and such that hang on our every fucking word <laughs> um sorry i'm just trying to find a suitable synonym but essentially it's, it's not quite it's not quite aging like bad you know soured soured milk Okay, I'm thinking so it's not it's, that bad. No, I'm thinking in some ways it's worse. I'm thinking that maybe what it is actually like is those people that don't really like drinking alcohol. So they discover cocktails and they think if they mix them all up quick enough and swallow it fast enough, mm. they won't have to deal with the shit that it tastes like. Okay. Well, back in the day, like... Some of the psychologists and stuff, they just, they would, uh, they do the, oh, is it, is it trepanation where they drill in your head? Yeah, yeah. Drill into your head and like nastiness. And they used to like beat patients and lock them up and drug them and all that sort of thing. Nowadays, of course, they don't do the whole lobotomizing part. They don't do the drilling part, but they do still beat up patients and drug them and lock them in rooms without anything essentially for literally months on end. I can say that because there is a scandal currently in the UK which revolves, which involves the NHS and a number of psych wards where they are actually doing that. There's a massive thing on the BBC, massive documentary about all this psychology. Oh yes, we don't do things like that nowadays. It's happening on a fucking massive scale, apparently. I thought it was fascinating. Because the amount of psychotherapists and stuff I've said, oh, it's so terrible. We don't do such things like that. These are all actual nursing practitioners, you know, Royal College of Nursing. These are all psychotherapists. These are all people that go on courses every single year about safeguarding and shit. And they are quite literally hitting people, drugging them and putting them in a padded room with water dripping from the ceiling. So let's not pretend like we've come a, a, a really 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 long way with regards to ethics and and stuff like that because people are just as nasty and corrupt and troublesome today as they were several hundred years ago i like to think would you agree chris i don't think humans have gotten that much better after they were just better at like conforming and hiding it thanks to victorians surely yeah you're better better at hiding it under the bed and people not knowing about it but yeah, I think, I think probably less violence. And I, the bit that worries me more is the overuse of chemical restraint, which is essentially yeah. drugging people. Because there isn't enough of the NHS to go around, particularly in the mental mm. health sector. Yeah. So how do you, how do you look after, you know, five <laughs> times as many people as you need to? Well, you mean, if they're all cabbages, that's a lot easier to 
mind a garden than it is to you know actually supply real care did you say there's not enough mental health to go around i.e you get the mental health team from the nhs and there is you get them all in a room and there isn't enough healthy mental health to go around not even for one of them no i just meant there's not enough of mental health teams to cover everybody so what tends to happen is resources are overstretched so the easiest way to deal with everybody is to medicate because this is western medicine they did say this on the in the um keep them quiet and put them all together they were filming when they were asked with the staff and stuff like that oh well we haven't got the resources we haven't got the time and 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 people and such like that but i still don't quite understand why a, a nursing practitioner can sit on a really rather portly woman's stomach slap her around the face and tell her she's fat and then when she kicks off then drug her and they take her away into another room you know i think that there's no excuse for that sort of vile behavior but why that's exactly what you do yeah but i ain't a nursing practitioner chris oh okay and we have to do things like that because otherwise people will think witches are good and I've got to do twice as much bad shit as I used to, thanks to these fucking Wiccans trying to make out that we're all good. Earth-centred religion and all that, right? I know you're bad because you just threw a cat across the room. I literally saw you do it. Oh, <laughs> evil. You're even cruel to animal. <laughs> you're laughing, but it's true. I can see you on the webcam. He, threw, he picked a cat up and he threw it across the room. And he was petting it for a bit, a bit like a Bond villain. And then I guess he thought, I'm done with you now. Picked it up and threw it. Chris, that's terrible. These animals, you know, I know they're not familiars and such, but they are animals. They are alive, you know. You should be able to, you know, not see it as a pillow. It's a living thing, you know. You might throw it a was done. Across. It was done appropriately. It was done appropriately because, because cats always... <laughs> again you just done it again you just picked the cat up and threw it again <laughs> fuck i think we've had a bad week but we get the rspca or the nspcc which is the one that deals with animals it's oh. the rspca yeah that's it the nspc one's the one no one gives a shit about do they <laughs> no one cares about children they just care about animals we know that because of the queen's funeral how many people did I meet that were like, do you know what the do you know what the saddest part? I was fine throughout all of it, but the saddest part was oh when I saw the horses and the corgis. It's like our kids are literally there, you know. <laughs> their mom, their grandmother, all that sort of thing. She's dead, you know, whole nation. It's like, oh no, 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 don't give a shit about that. I just care about the corgis. <laughs> it's like they don't even fucking know who she was. What are you talking about? She didn't used to feed them. She had people do that for her. Anyway, we're getting on to the Possessed Nuns letter. So would you like to hear... What a segue. The next step. So this is 300 years after. And this involves something called the Dark Web, Chris. Oh, the Dark Web. No. Not the one in the corner of your room. The Dark Web is in the internet that you need like Tor and such to access, not normal internet, non-Googleable internet. Ooh. So 
a group of scientists who names I really couldn't care less about, they decide, oh, we got this thing, modern science and such algorithms and such. What we'll do is we'll try and translate some of this devil letter and see what we come up with. And they happen to find and use, I don't know whether it was a full algorithm, but they came up with a inspiration from an algorithm that one of them found on the dark web, you see. And they they worked on a way of using computers and such, but they didn't really add that back then. They might have had the abacus, but they didn't have like electronic computers hundreds of years ago. They tried to use these algorithms and such to try and translate it. And they fed into it various archaic languages and such. And it came out with 30% of the document could not be translated. 30% couldn't be translated, but 70%, 70% of the document made some sort of sense. Okay. Now I've got some interesting extracts here um, that they came up with, but they did say that all of the stuff that was translated came from either Arabic, Greek, runic alphabet, or Latin, which funnily enough, apparently, it was that was what Sister Maria was actually studying at the time. So she, maybe she could have made it all up. But here are some quotes, okay? There's four quotes I'd like to share with you. The first one, get your take on this. God thinks he can free mortals. Dot, dot, dot. This system works for no one. Ooh, bearing in mind this is supposed to be coming from the devil. So if God thinks he can free mortals, dot, dot, dot. This presumably there's a little bit that can't be translated in between, and then it's this system works for no one. So we're presumably talking about Yahweh at this point, Christian God, presumably, or what? I don't know. Um, but what do you think of God thinks he can free mortals, free them from what? Because it seems like he likes putting things in servitude most of the time. I don't see much about freeing. I mean, I know there was the whole Moses thing in the desert and such, but. He turned on them after, didn't he? From what I yeah, remember. but while he was doing that, he didn't do anything with the Chinese, did he? No, the Chinese keep themselves to themselves. We can't speak ill of the Chinese. They are going to be taken over in the next couple of decades. <laughs> I've already started learning Mandarin. Good. That's a wise decision. So, yeah, the, yeah. The Yahweh, but you've got to remember, the Yahweh could quite easily say that because he doesn't belong here. So, by <laughs> he doesn't belong. What are you talking about? Just in your room, or are you talking about in this universe? What do you mean the Yahweh doesn't belong? He's been here for a while. I mean, how long have you got to take over a fucking universe to be able to claim squatters' rights? A long time. Well, how many are we talking? He's got about a thousand years, honey. Yeah, that's a blink in the eye. Come on. Well, I suppose it is. Hence why no one's noticed. <laughs> well, well, humans have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so my thoughts is, yes, maybe she's aware that he's a usurper. Hmm. So, yes, right. if, from a usurper's perspective you would consider that to be freeing people, wouldn't you? 
Maybe. So God thinks he can free mortals, but then this the, the interesting bit I find is this system works for no one. So it implies that there is a system to the universe and such, some sort of structure, but it's some sort of natural system. So from my takeaway from it is we have... Um, but do you know what actually I, I mean going super conspiracy like the conspiracy theorists were like this my first thought was oh it's like that stargate atlantis program from back in the day you know there's a whole city there's a whole system there's a whole high level science and stuff like that and then a bunch of cretins essentially come along that'll be the humans come along and they kind of got almost half a clue but you know yeah they kind of start fucking about if that be the Yahweh it's kind of like oh look at system I know I'll move in and I'll pretend I built it <laughs> you know look I can do all sorts of crazy ass magical tricks of course when the Mesopotamians come back um and it's like that episode where some ancients come back from some frozen ship or something like that and they like press a bunch of buttons that the people that were living in the city the humans didn't even know that were there and then all of a sudden like crazy ass shit happens and stuff Kind of like that. It's almost like a look at the future, but condensed into an episode of Stargate Atlantis. But there we go. Anyway, so what do you think about the system works for no one? Um, I suppose that would make the most sense. But to explain that, that's complicated. So to explain You've that... You've got five minutes. Do your best. And I'll then we'll talk about it. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit with our next quote from the book. We might make them pay for that, though. So if you can chat for five minutes. <clears throat> so the, the tricky part with that one would be what you consider working is. Because that would suggest that it had a purpose. So if it has no real purpose, which that would really upset lots of people, mm. if it has no purpose, or at least not in the way that people look at it. So from her perspective, she'd be going, oh, there's there's no order to this thing. Why why is it just, it's just going around and around and around. When reality is obviously it's part of a much bigger machine, um, but we only look at this one cog um, being our universe and the, the one that it's taken over by the Yahweh. Mm. Which is tricky because it's not really taken over the whole system, though, well, is it? No, but a large proportion of it. Yeah, I suppose. It so, certainly was enough for a big a local political thing. It's bigger than the fucking shit that's going on in Ukraine. Oh, know? yes, much bigger than that. Much bigger than that. Uh, but it's all about perspective, isn't it? So from her perspective, as a nun, mm. already behaving under the Yahweh, it could be quite obvious she could be just talking about the Yahweh system. Mm. She might That's not have the... this system works for no one. Yes, as in the Yahweh system works for no one because it just keeps everybody in the same loop over and over again. Like I said, it's tricky because you, you've got to know which perspective the having not read them all. Um, and seeing everything that Mary says is, I'm assuming, I'm having to assume what what her level of perspective would be. Because okay. if, it, if she's looking from a higher point, then she would need to have wide enough vision 
to see that and i don't i'm not convinced that um a child of yahweh necessarily would well she a child of the devil now yeah. <laughs> okay even, even less reach there oh so basically there's two ways you could take this system works for no one it could be like the shitty vending machine that we used to have at the swimming pool which you put the money in but the little turny thing would not release the chocolate that machine works <laughs> for no fucker right so it could be basically slated this is saying this god thinks he can free more or this system works for no one as in this system shite i don't like it it's bullshit or it could be god thinks he freaking free mortals um this system works for no one as in you cannot cheat the system so she might be thinking even god cannot control completely the system or cheat the system yes and some would even go so far as to say what is the system oh it must be some e older philosophy like can god thinks he can free mortals and the can matrix. take them from heaven and keep them all bottled up in the astral to prevent them from reincarnating and if the system is reincarnation can god cheat the system the answer to that is yes you you yourself can create your home own heaven heaven and cheat the system for a bit an eternity only a lesser attorney but an eternity nonetheless to find out how to do that join the thoth witchcraft patreon and ask us how you yourself can cheat the system oh goody we gotta do some selling bits chris right because we're right at the end of the free bit the next oh, yeah. to uh god jesus the holy spirit walk into a bar ouch <sighs> um but that's it for this episode of the no horse bar witchcraft podcast you can listen to the extended edition by going on the thoff witchcraft patreon And now we're there. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit walk into the to a bar. Right. I wrote that down to jog my memory. Basically, the next quote from this non-Voynich manuscript, but this letter from the devil type creepy ordeal that the computer algorithm spat out was, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are dead weights. Dead weights. And the implication by the person that told me this from the YouTube video implied that they are not real and that man, humans invented them. So what's your concept of if I just say God, Jesus, Holy Spirit are dead weights? So the devil tells you that or some spirit tells you that down at the crossroads late at night. Well, for starters, the crossroads demons would know better than to talk about Yahweh with me. But anyway, I'll answer the actual question. Yeah. Um, the dead weights would be these don't. Well, I would take it as these don't provide you progression. Oh. So because it's a system within a system. Um, I think that's their way of saying these aren't going to help you ascend. Because obviously the Yahweh group would naturally all be interested in ascension, particularly the devil because you know dissension always about being on top again isn't he he likes it on top doesn't he he likes to make a big thing about being on top and you know that people that really really want to be on top really want to be on bottom yeah <laughs> you know that from personal experience right so i've just googled to find dead weight 
Well, you do. I mean, you've told me stories about the various guys and such. Mm. We're on the Patreon, Chris. It's all right. We've got a proper <laughs> sexy scandal in every now and then. Define dead weight on Google. This is really interesting. So, dead weight. The weight of an inert person or thing. That's interesting, because that would be implying that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are inert. So that kind of implies useless, don't do anything. Ineffective. Ineffective. Yes, ineffective. But it goes on to say, a heavy or oppressive burden... Now, I think the dark pastor would certainly say that the Yahweh and such is an oppressive burden because it is oppressive, isn't it? It can be oppressive to lead that sort of lifestyle. It can be quite an oppressive one. If you read the Bible, it does seem to be quite oppressive. So that, that kind of makes sense, translating it. And then the other thing, it says the total weight of cargo, stores, etc., which a ship carries or can carry so basically capacity for storage that's interesting so god jesus and the holy spirit are capacity for storage maybe i don't know god jesus and the holy spirit are heavy and oppressive burdens presumably on humanity oh that's interesting or god jesus and the holy spirit are just inert what would you go for? What do you think that means if you're reading that from the secret script from the devil? Would you go for just they are useless, a car without an engine or what? Well, if you were going from the devil's perspective, they'd probably go with the kind of inert part or possibly the kind of dead weight in the sense of when someone passes out and mm. you've got all the weight of them, but they're not conscious mm. oh okay so that would be a dead weight yes um when i had to be carried out of the bocca bar by two guys that i worked with because we went on a staff christmas party i got absolutely hammered at 16 threw up and then passed out <laughs> i had to be carried out yes you would have been a dead weight been, in that context i would have been a dead weight yes okay so the next one this is an interesting one. Next quote. God does not exist. The Trinity is fake. There is only me. So that's apparently coming from the devil. We should take on that. Ooh. That's tricky because I don't think, I don't, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't think if we're talking about the Yahweh devil, the Yahweh is very aware of its need and the importance of the Yahweh, mm. you know, Alpha Omega and all that. So I don't think it, I went to say he then, it would truly believe that. So why would you i wouldn't see its purpose which makes me wonder with that one if it if this is supposed to be the devil that perhaps that was a mistranslation you've got to really trust the algorithm with all of this 
You do, and you cannot trust algorithms, but I'm still so, humor me. Okay. And just give your interpretation of the quotes and such. Will do. If you do really well, maybe I'll start getting you to uh, give me your interpretation of Bible passages as well at some point in the future. <laughs> we could talk about the Bible. That'll be fun. Chris's, Chris's interpretation of Holy Scripture. That could be all series. That could. Well, the Old Testament, <laughs> the Old Testament, well, parts of it anyway, were my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God All does priests. Trinity is fake. There is only me. That does sound like the sort of thing you would say. It does sound like the sort of thing I would I would say. What were you doing 300 years ago? Were you being channeled? Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> I do like to fuck with Christians, I'm not gonna lie. You do like to fuck Christians. No. Fuck with Christians. <laughs> uh, right. So there's there's so there's two things that I would stick together. So the the God does not exist. Okay, that's just atheist. Maybe the devil is an atheist. The Trinity is a fake. Interesting. Um, there is only me. So the Trinity is a fake is kind of is kind of mirrored in the fact that they it says god jesus and the holy spirit are dead weight so inept don't really they they aren't really don't really do anything um or possibly don't exist or maybe there is that storage capacity i'm thinking energy projected at a very hollow thing and it's not really there it's just there because people apply energy to it that kind of thing be like a tulpa i suppose maybe the devil's implying that the holy trinity is merely a tulpa i don't know but the thing that I find quite interesting is that in the first quote, it said, God thinks he can free mortals, dot, dot, dot. This system works for no one. And then in this one, he says, God does not exist. Trinity is fake. There is only me. Now, if I was to look at it, I'd be thinking, well, what would say or what would make its declaration almost as a signature? There is only me. Bearing in mind this possessed nun apparently is trying to channel something or is channeling the devil or whatever. To me, this sounds like the lot of the things that you tend to get when people try to, ch to channel or make contact with the all, that kind of neo yeah. idea of the all. Abraxas, the demon of the all. Mm. Okay. So but also, me, there, is that, there is that aspect of Alpha Omega there, isn't there? Yes. Which is there is no devil, there is no, there yeah. is no god, there is only it. Because it also says this system works for no one. Like when I say this bitch works for no one, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Right. Is it talking about this system works for no one? Because it doesn't seem to be pointing at anything. Maybe it is pointing at something. Maybe it's implying this system that we're in. I don't know, but you could take it as this system works for no one. There is only me. So it could say that I am the all. I like that. I like the idea that a possessed nun with nothing better to do in her little habit was channeling the all and coming back with some really rather precarious things. That cat's popped up again. Chris, don't throw it away again. Third time's a charm. It might not land on its feet. How many not lives have your cats got left, by the way? 
because they started with nine. <laughs> right, so the last quote we have doesn't make a huge amount of sense. The person that did the little YouTube documentary, which I can put a link to in the group if you like, didn't make a huge amount of sense. But it just says, perhaps now sticks is certain. And it was spelt as in the river sticks. So perhaps now sticks is certain. So does that mean perhaps now we are all destined to die and go to the underworld? I don't know. It's quite interesting. Well, it's it's an odd one, but then maybe that bit was in Greek, you know? Maybe. Maybe that bit was in Greek. I think it would be helpful context-wise if it told you which which language each of these sections were in yeah because that would that would be helpful also you have kind of like sorry i'm i'm not answering the question i'll go back to the question the um it wouldn't it wouldn't be the yahweh would it without talking about judgment day mm. so i suppose it would make sense that there would be a uh, there has to be a re a reeking um, a reeking, a reaping, um, for it to be any text to do with the Yahweh, because ultimately he knows he's on borrowed time. Mm. So ultimately, something else is going to notice and he's going to have to skedaddle. Um, mm. The question is whether or not you want to be part of his reaping in order to be <laughs> part of the power source that takes him to wherever he's trying to get to. Do you want to be rocket pure for? Uh old farts rocket ship is that what you're implying that's what i'm implying do you want to <laughs> power this thing actually surviving its own second coming <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm going to overread into all of this because that's what you're essentially supposed to do with these things aren't right? you supposed to make your own minds up and put your own biases in so i'm going to throw my own biases in okay God thinks he can free mortals. This system works for no one. That implies to me, basically because I am aware of the system that governs, from my experience anyway, that governs this universe and such this creation of life, birth, death, reincarnation and such, and all the various in-between states. Um, God thinks he can free mortals. This system works for no one. So you cannot cheat the system by by bargaining with it. Okay, it's a system that you you can't talk to the vending machine and it give you the chocolate. You need to play. You need to play the system how it was meant to be played, which basically means if you're of the monk type variety, meditating and such producing that currency turning that lead into gold popping it in the machine punching the number so you get your chocolate out if you're a witch that basically means hot rod wiring don't it so that means making a contraption to stick up inside the vending machine to grab the chocolates and pull it back down again basically what witches do is cheat the system right so this system works for no one implies with the mortals thing understanding my understanding of christianity is such that God promises that those that pick God and serve God will serve forever, immortal, in heaven. And you go to heaven to serve God. So essentially, it's like your rocket ship thing. So God thinks he can free mortals from the system, but the system works for no one, which implies to me that whatever this works for him. 
it, it, that it, it thinks that God can't actually do that. So the next step, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit equals dead weights. To me, I think that dead weight, I would see it as, as useless. But when I thought about it, I thought like counterbalances and such. They don't really do anything like a paperweight does something it has a purpose a paperweight has a purpose but it doesn't really do a lot does it it just stays there so i see the dead weights kind of like god jesus holy spirit maybe they're energetic paperweights maybe they are hot air in a balloon using for storage and such i don't know god does not exist trinity is fake there is only me well the whole trinity thing was a later addition i do believe within Christian scripture and such like that. So I can understand how they would say Trinity is fake. God does not exist. Depends on which one you're talking about and what your concept of a God is, I suppose. There is only me. There is only me, what would I say, that I could put as the closest thing to me agreeing to accept that. There is only me would imply something with a massive in ego or it would imply, you know, imply kind of like the all or something like that so i would say i would put a braxis in that because that would be what i would talk that would be what i would uh use to distinguish um perhaps sticks perhaps now sticks is certain sticks go into the underworld that is the system isn't it you know go into the underworld the whole greek thing going uh chiron isn't it takes you to the underworld if you pay and basically that is the system so that implies that god thinks he can free mortals god thinks he can cheat the system perhaps now sticks is certain which basically means we know for certain that god cannot cheat the system that would be my what i would take from all of that whether that's true or not i can't say i know nor do i really care um what the nun was doing or thinking or anything like that at the time but we did cover this because we were asked to cover this is there anything you'd like to say about the quotes that i picked like i say most of most of my issue is always the uh you know me i like to be right tower of you know babel and all that tower of babel is my it's issue with it fall down it does fall down my 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 bit would be an algorithm would assess the likelihood of words mm. depending on how good the algorithm is will depend on how good the collective group of tra group translation is when those words come together now i don't know about you but trying to even if we were to look at our own writings and we were to look at our own kind of channeled works oh my gosh imagine that because we'll be dead one day and like some of these books i write notes in and stuff like that i could imagine them being in like a documentary series in a couple of years you know decades and such time or centuries time let's say let's say i'm gonna live to 100 centuries time and they'll be like, oh, the great oracle. What did Liam and Chris, the feisty witches, what did they say? What is written in these secret books? Well, we've got a new algorithm. Now artificial intelligence is a thing. And our new god, Connie from AOL, has evolved. <laughs> <laughs> and she doth said that this is what the great um, prophets said. Our, us great prophets wrote it down in one of our notebooks, apparently. 
I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Because that's the thing that's tricky for me, because particularly when you're you're translating dead languages or lesser used languages, mm. you are going to miss the nuance of um of dialect because mm. you don't write dialect down or at least generally speaking you don't write dialect down you write words down a word is language dialect is very different so you know missing out that you know you don't use any word in the english language really yeah. if i say ear i don't mean the ear on my head either of the ears on my head i mean ear as in here as in come here but we, where I live, we don't pronounce the ha, the HSs, right? We do not pronounce that. There are one or two exceptions. The H from steps, for example. <laughs> but apart from that, we don't do the HS. You know, so kind of like when you then put that into context, they're try a translator program algorithm is going to try and build something based on speech yeah. is, is going to be based on an assumptive understanding of speech so i think really the only way you could enjoy any of these passages would be to actually have them in the original language and that's not because i'm being some kind of elitist i'm just saying that you you'll lose context anyway because you're not 300 years ago um and teaching dead languages 300 years ago is very different to teaching dead languages now. So kind of having a look at what it was written and in what way, like you, you know, how were these written? Was the God is a, um, you know, figment of my imagination. Was it written in a spiral? Was it written in straight lines? Was there a shape to what it was actually created as? Was these really just at that page? Was it particularly written in shit, you know, or were all of them written in ink? Like without, do you know what I mean? Like true context, like with the the Voyrich, um manuscripts, you look at them and they fold over pages, like drawings carry across multiple pages, pieces are added in uh, that are not part of the standard like book shape. Do you know what I mean? Like there is a whole host of how books were made kind of 300 years ago if if i would put my two cents in and say that she was either crazy or faking and i think maybe she started faking and maybe she started going crazy i don't know i don't think that this is a legitimate channeled session i think the most stereotypical way in which you could even if you're a fucking stupid spirit generally speaking from what i've seen would be to do the kind of Rosetta Stone thing. Let's have a specific message, a specific letter. Let's first write it and translate it. Let's do it in Arabic. And then underneath that, we'll do the same message in Greek. Then we'll do the same in this runic alphabet and then the same in Latin. That to me would be good because that would require a considerable amount of linguistic skill. So the higher the linguistic skill, the more you would probably accept it potentially as being legitimate scientists probably would anyway um and i don't know why you wouldn't choose to do that you know um if you were a spirit of some description that was trying to communicate in this form right 
Also, does she say the devil? Because my thoughts would be, is this just an atheist letter that because it was in the context of a, co a convent that actually they went, oh, this is the this is the devil speaking. I think Did, was, she, she, was she just forward thinking and saying, right. actually, I don't believe any of this shit, but unfortunately, it's quite it's warmer here in the convent than it is down the road. <laughs> I think she was spouting a load of stuff about being worried about demons and devils whispering to her and stuff. So I presume that she was crazy or, you know, haunted. But um, I don't think we're supposed to use the term crazy nowadays. Even if a bitch is keeping herself to herself and writing letters from the devil in her own feces, you're still not supposed to call that crazy. And they say we're the crazy ones. <laughs> right, so last thing I would like your opinion on, I wonder if it will differ from mine, because I think it might, is do you feel that there is any value in actually doing this bullshit where we take old trans untranslatable manuscripts like the Voynich manuscript as magical practitioners and trying to translate them? You think um, that we should be doing that, or do you think that people should be, I don't know, trying to make a fucking money, money spell actually work? What's your opinions and thoughts? I think intellectual exercises mm. are an important tool mm. in kind of keeping yourself agile. So I don't think they're necessarily a bad thing. If this is all you do, then yes. Yeah. But I think like anything, it's important when you're practicing, like, you know, a physical craft, every now and again, go and either look at somebody else's craft that you've never done before or talk to somebody else about something completely different. Because in that moment, your brain uses different parts of the brain and then suddenly, cha-ching, um, light bulb moment, um you see a solution to a problem that you didn't even realize you were working on mm. because that's how wonderful our brains are in that sense that kind of you know going and accessing and using because otherwise you just you wear a little rut don't you and you just work up and down up and down up and down um and you don't use other parts of your brain so i think mixing up discussion and exercises like anything is good you know come on mr pt talk about if you only do cardio every day eventually is going to be a point where that cardio is not working in enough of your body or your body is just used to it unless you're mixing it up a bit your body will just go oh okay we're in cardio mode now i I'm interested because I know that you come from a background of academia and history, archaeology, all that sort of stuff. And there are many people that dedicate their entire lives and don't even have a fucking social life to translating old documents and in stuffy archives and such like that. So I can understand that if you want to dedicate your life to that, that's fine. My issue would be the um, the trap, what I refer to as the trap. There are many traps when entering into the occult path, witchcraft path and such. One of those traps 
is the old golden nugget trap of let me try and take this document, that document. Let's try and absorb as much information as possible. Try and get it all. Try and like be like a Pokemon catcher. Try and catch them all and to take all of the useful bits of information, the golden nuggets in each document. That takes more than a lifetime to deal. And from my experience, most of the people that we meet that are inept in magical practice, but have been trying to practice apparently for 30 plus years, that is what they do. The armchair magicians, that is what they do. They are the ones like, oh, look, possessed nun's letter from the devil. Oh, I'm interested to see if there is such a thing as a devil, blah, 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 blah. Rather than trying to contact it down at the crossroads or something, they're like, right, I'm going to find and research this book, this culture's idea of devil. I'm going to try and research this. I'm going to try and research that. I'm going to make a fucking spreadsheet and cross-reference a load of shit to see what is the common thread, common stories. Okay, you could have done that. That might have taken many years to do that. Why didn't you just go and try and conjure the fucker, right? This would be my problem. That would be the, one of the dangers of the occult, which is, uh, you know, stagnation through reading and spending so much time. Because remember, we take the piss out of the people that just read a book and then move on to another book and then another book. Imagine if you've got to translate the fucking book in the first place. That's even more difficult. So not only are you dedicating yourself to translating a book and reading it, that's worse than the people that just do the reading part without actually... At least they could read a book in a week or a month, some of them. Some of these documents and stuff take years. Taking years to produce an algorithm to translate this letter from the devil just in case you want to know if the devil exists I mean, hello. Yeah. No, I get what you mean from that context. What I'm what I'm trying to say is that I think dabbling in other things around your main craft, mm. and I mean in that kind of 1% or that 5% of time, that you're just trying something else every now and again to keep it fresh. Because in those experiences you will learn more about where you are. Um, the same way as you don't really ever truly know your stance until you try and explain it to somebody else. Mm. You know, that kind of... The the alien can be quite helpful in in allowing you to kind of push further. The alien? In terms, what, you mean the one that you kidnapped? And I kidnapped no aliens. You didn't kidnap no aliens? No. I've got no reptiles. You can't prove it. Um, <laughs> so there's the um, the You're other part of what you said. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as what they promised it would be. <laughs> so you don't kidnap them. <laughs> so the, the other part of what you said was about translation being a pointless process. Of course it's not. But if that becomes your craft, what's important is that you then still have that 5% of dabbling somewhere else in order to make you better at the craft you actually um, profess to be proficient at. We've both given homework that involves channeling, uh, you know, documents, um, manuscripts, uh, religious art, and um, hieroglyphics and stuff 
but there's a reason for that and that is normally to you look you've done some channeling you've done this you've done that you've done the tarot now let's see what you can extract from this you know it's more of like a a slightly more alternative different way of using a skill you've just started to learn my question Chris is when you talk craft do you think there is enough craftiness in the craft craftiness and not from the perspective because we know that there aren't that many artists and such like there used to be craft wise they're not craft as in arts and crafts crafts as in naughtiness crafty behavior do you think there's enough craftiness crafty behavior in witchcraft today um it depends it depends if you're using the term witchcraft today as including everybody that claims to be that i do because they do then no yeah. oh then no it's an in, it's an easy answer if you're saying is there lots of crafty within the real witch groups <gasps> real witch groups what what are you trying mm, to say there, real real and proficient individuals then i think the craftiness is still alive um Can you judge by their level of craftiness i am quite happy to um judge anybody on their level of faustiness personally Ooh. so were you saying that if you ain't fasty then you're not really a witch or is Pretty there a certain degree of faustiness that someone needs to attain in order to be a real witch Chris? i think there's a certain level of faustiness that's required for you to really be a proficient witch shall Why we say because it can't all be on one end of the scale. You can't do everything, only ever practicing one thing. Um, and try and actually be proficient at something. You can't just work on one part of an entire craft and say, I'm just going to work on this. Because good, because, good, because good craftsmen don't. Oh. They have a section that they like to work at, but they try all the different things around it because they might learn something that improves the thing that they're doing, the focus that they've got. Um, you never practice any craft in isolation like that. Yeah, just look at a chocolatier. Chocolatier yeah. is they understand chocolate, and then they understand making general little chocolates and stuff. But they can make like cars and shit out of chocolate. They can take anything you like. I've seen someone on the Facebook, right, scroll, or maybe it's the Instagram. I think it might be the Instagram. That's the one with, like, the reels and shit on it. On the Instagram, where I scroll through, and someone made a working vault out of chocolate, and they sprayed chocolate gold and put gold bars in the vault, and you can turn it, and it works and stuff like that. It's like, that's made out of chocolate. That's someone taking a skill chocolatier a craft and then applying it to lots of different things you know i don't think that it would probably be worth putting your valuables in a chocolate safe <laughs> um but at the same time maybe it is i mean if the chocolate safe was big enough maybe they'd be too distracted eating the, their way through into the chocolate safe and they'd be spending too much time after the silent alarm was triggered that the police might catch them maybe it is a good idea or maybe these criminals are actually made of sterner stuff. Maybe they're, uh, I don't know, they're vegans or something like that. Militant enough 
to smash through the chocolate, not stick around to eat it, just steal the valuables, just because they didn't know whether it was vegan chocolate or what that was used. Maybe. Right, that's it for this edition of the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. Official stance, Chris. Do you think that letter was from the actual devil or a devil in general? No. I agree. Bye, everyone. <laughs>